Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome. I am so glad that you're with me today. Now, this week is the week right after daylight savings time switched to fall back. And I don't know about you guys, but it is incredible how one shift in one little bitty hour can make such a huge difference in your week. So last weekend, when the clock actually did move back, my husband and I were visiting our son at Texas A&M, which is where he is a student. And it is also where my husband and I went to school as well. So every time we go down to visit, it's this weird mix of the past and the present colliding. Because when we're there, there's just this sense that I'm still a college student, but here's my son who is the college student. So it's just this weird worlds are colliding kind of feeling. I don't know if any of you are Seinfeld fans and you'll know what I'm talking about. But again, it's just so bizarre. And while we were there, it really made me start thinking about my first taste of freedom as a teen, because that is what we talked about on the podcast last weekend, is really helping our middle schoolers move towards independence and freedom. So I don't know about you guys, but I distinctly remember the day that I truly felt free as a teenager. And that was the day that I got my driver's license and my parents let me take three of my good friends and we went out and drove all around our small town. We went to dinner. I think we maybe took in a movie, but I just remember feeling so free and so grown up and so independent. And I'm wondering if you can recall a moment like that too in your past. Now, in the last episode, like I said before, I was talking about our middle schoolers journey to independence. And I know we want all of our kids to have that moment as well, that moment where they truly feel free, but we want to make sure that they're ready for it. And today I want to go on a deeper dive into one of the three things that I talked about last week that are the keys to helping our middle schoolers reach an adulthood where they're independent and responsible and they're accountable and they make good choices and just all the things, right? But here's the issue. When we think about wanting all of those things for our kids, I think it's often easy to think about trying to build those into them. Like how do we give them experiences where they are showing us that they're responsible and accountable and that they're industrious and that they are resourceful in all the things. But this is where I would say we need to stop for a hot second and really think about ourselves because We cannot give to our kids, number one, what we don't have ourselves. And it also takes a lot of intentionality to move our kids towards independence in a healthy way. Here's the unvarnished truth. Until we figure out our own selves, 
we're not going to be very effective in helping our kids move toward the adults we're raising them to be. So today we're focusing on our thinking around our kids' road to independence. And the very first thing that I will ask you is this. When you think about your kids' growth as they become more and more independent, do you think about that journey being from point A as maybe the middle schooler they are now to point B, an independent, fully functioning adult, and that it's just this nice, straightforward, linear process, a line from A to B? Because here's the thing. If that is the picture that you have of this process in your mind, I would encourage you to just throw it out because the path to adulthood, it's more like the scribbles our kids used to draw in preschool, kind of circling back on itself over and over and over again as it moves from one side of the page to the other. And it's a big, tangled process. For us, as the Yoda to their Skywalker, it is our role as parents and teachers to help them grow their independence muscle, coaching them and encouraging them along the way of that messy spiral towards independence from where they are right now. And I would say a big part of this process is embracing that it's gonna be challenging. They're gonna mess up and we're gonna mess up and that is okay. When it comes to our part in this, there are so many things that can feel frustrating. And we may not even realize that our thoughts that lead to our actions might actually be hindering our middle schoolers' progress towards the independence we want them to have. So I want you to listen to these things I'm about to list out and really ask yourself, like, hey, is that me? Do you recognize yourself in any of these? So number one, you might find yourself thinking, Oh my gosh, it is so hard to know exactly how to let my teen grow up. How do I strike a balance between both responsibilities and freedoms? How do I know when they're ready for moving on to the next level of independence? Number two, it is just easier to do this thing myself, whatever the thing is, rather than holding my teen accountable. It's less messy, it's less combative, it's less confrontational, and it's less exhausting, truly. Number two, I feel really mean and awful when I make my teens do things for themselves. Sometimes it feels nicer just to take care of things for them. And number four, I am so isolated. It is easy to start believing my teen's complaints and I get worn down when they tell me, you're not being fair. No one else's mom makes them do that. I'm the only one who doesn't get to, and you're the worst parent ever, etc., etc., etc. It's hard to stay focused, and I start to question myself. So if any of those resonate with you, please know that you're not alone. The only reason I knew how to write them down as sentences for this podcast is because I've been there and I felt those things too. But it's good to remember that in the same way that everyone goes through the exhaustion of those first few months with a new baby at home, parents of teens go through a mental and emotional exhaustion that is just as real. However, there is hope, not just a light at the end of the tunnel, but practical, concrete things that we can use right now in our day-to-day lives with our teens. And the secret is arming yourself with questions that help you consciously manage your behaviors, your thoughts, and your emotions. 
When we are self-aware and self-reflective and we frequently stop and ask ourselves questions, it will transform how you show up for your middle schooler on their road to independence. But you might be wondering, what questions can I ask to help me do that? And this is where I've got you covered, friends, because today I have two types of questions. Most of them are going to be questions for ourselves, questions that we're asking about what's going on in our heads and how we're handling things. And then there are also a couple of questions about our middle schoolers that I want us to reflect on as well. So here they are. One, when you're discussing things with your teen, are you calm or are you in a fight, flight, or free state? If you're in that fight, flight, or free state, what strategies do you use or do you have to get yourself out of it? Two, are you trying to make sure that your teens like you or are you trying to help them grow, even if it means that they don't like you and in fact might even say that they hate you, which is super unpleasant? Number three, are you trying to avoid confrontation or the negative consequences of your unhappy and angry teen? Number four, are you trying to keep them from disappointment, struggle, failure, or pain? Number five, are you listening to what they're really saying, looking past the way that they're communicating and listening to their actual words, asking questions for clarification? Number six, have you set clear rules, guidelines, and boundaries for how to communicate with each other respectfully? And are you following those expectations yourself? Number seven, have you set up clear rules, guidelines, and boundaries around the area in question, whatever the topic is that you're talking to them about? Number eight, do you jump in to fix things for them when they have a problem? Or do you give them a chance to find and implement a solution on their own? Number nine, do you jump in to save them when they've made a mistake or made a bad decision? Or do you let them experience the consequences and make reparations? And these last two are questions about your middle schooler. Number 10, is their behavior developmentally appropriate? And if you're not sure what is developmentally appropriate for your middle schoolers, you can definitely check out the podcast episodes number 35 and 36. I'll have a link to those in my show notes. And it details a ton of things that are so appropriate, maybe not pleasant, but very appropriate for our teens and the growth that they're going through. And number 11, is this characteristic of your middle schooler? Or is their energy or their tone or their behavior more reflective of their level of frustration about something else? Maybe something that's important to them, or maybe they need to sleep. It's a physical thing, or maybe it's a hormone overload, or maybe they're upset about something else that's going on in their life, maybe with a friend or with a teacher. So stopping to ask yourself these questions, especially in escalated moments, can change everything in your relationship with your middle schooler. And I am here to say it takes practice, lots and lots of practice. And this is another place where I'm going to beat the drum of having grace with your teen and with yourself. Because plot twist, in the same way that our teen's growth toward independence is messy and nonlinear, so is our growth toward being intentional 
and our relationships with our middle schoolers and helping them get to independence. Now, you may find yourself in a heated moment with your teen. And rather than being able to stop and ask yourself those questions in the moment, you might need to take a break. Or it might be one of those situations where you say something that is not helpful, that just kind of bursts out of you in anger or frustration. And you have time to think about it later and you circle back with your middle schooler and make reparations first and then say the helpful thing once you've thought about those questions. Regardless of how it ends up transpiring, and it will probably be all three at different times, remember to have that grace with yourself. So if you have more questions about these questions, and if you are ready to get super intentional about managing yourself, and you'd like a little structure and encouragement to help you, then I would love to share this very list of questions that I've shared here with you. You can head to my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP141 to grab it. And it's called The Road to Independence, Self-Management. All right, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoy In the Middle of It and find it helpful in any way, I would love for you to give the show a five-star rating on iTunes. That is the very best way to help other parents and teachers just like you find the podcast. And from an ish girl who is loving the sounds and smells of fall, my absolute favorite is the leaves scent from Bath and Body Works. I have candles of that all over my house. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. 